Welcome to the newest episode of Ring Heresy. Today, we are going to be following a recent trend of investigating murders within the Harry Potter canon that nobody thought to investigate. Today, it's going to be the Riddle Murders, where we suggest that Tom Riddle, aka Voldemort, did not murder his uh, father and grandparents. Yeah, and the reason we're dropping the spoiler so early is at this point we're uh, two of these in, I believe, or something to that effect. And so far the punchline has been Tom Riddle has committed a surprising few amount of murders. Yeah, we're going to end up at the end of uh, this podcast series with how did a man have so many horcruxes? I know, I mean, I I can only (laughs) assume that Albania is lined with the corpses of his victims. Yeah, I must have gotten nuts down there. Must have gotten nuts in Albania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just let out his hair completely. All right. Anyway, so here's what we know. Tom confesses to the murder of his father and his paternal family. He does this several times. He makes no bones about it. And if anyone asks, he tells them he murdered them. We also have Dumbledore showing Harry a memory in which Morphin had met Tom Riddle just before the murders had occurred. They had a discussion in which Morphin realized that Tom was Merope's illegitimate child with Tom Riddle Sr. And uh, they don't really get much far past that point. And then Dumbledore says some things we'll get into, but what's very important to keep in mind is what we see in the memory versus what Dumbledore hypothesizes. Those are two very different things. And Dumbledore says a lot of words that we see no evidence of ever. Afterwards, uh, after that memory, the Riddles were murdered, presumed by Morphin. It's with his wand. He easily confesses, and Tom gets the gaunt ring, which he took from Morphin, which means we know he met with him and took it. It's worth noting with Dumbledore that he does this throughout the Half-Blood Prince whenever he is showing a memory to Harry, or even just discussing Tom Riddle. He will admit that he is making things up. He's filling in the blanks. And while he has a lot of faith in his guesswork, and we are clearly meant to take him at face value, JKR is not someone who wants you to remember that unreliable narrators exist. We go with the uh, Watsonian uh, approach, which is to doubt every character. And we find Dumbledore to be... He he should be questioned. We should not take things at face value just because Dumbledore said it. Especially not when he has... Dumbledore says a lot of words. He likes words. I made a quote compilation on my blog at one point where I just um, put all the times during Half-Blood Prince where he admits that he's just making things up about Tom Riddle, and it was um, very long and very flowery. Yeah, very flowery. It's featured such words as, and now, Harry, we enter the land of wild speculation. Actual quote. I love the land of wild speculation. Not an actual quote. Not a quote. And yes, so we have uh, Tom Riddle arriving at the Gaunt Shack, where he meets Morphin Gaunt. This is undisputed. And Morphin Gaunt also then, at first, mistakes him for being Tom Senior, his father. And this is interesting, as I'll get into it later, because, or I'll just get into it right away. No, but you see, uh, the one bit of evidence that could possibly tie Tom to the Riddle murders is that the muggle who was accused, uh, Frank Bryce, the gardener, he had been working for the Riddles. He says that he saw a young, roughly teenaged, dark-haired, pale boy heading up towards Riddle Manor. That was his description. And yet he does not, in a murder investigation, at a time where Britain had the capital um, punishment, 
he does not mention the similarity to the murder victim. That would be incredibly relevant. And he doesn't mention it. And in order for him to be close enough to tell how old Riddle was, you know, his complexion, it seems very strange for him to not have done that. And that's what makes me think that it's possible he just said that uh, it was a, you know, young, dark haired type, you know, probably a criminal. Because it was very reminiscent of the South Park episode where Butters uh, is presumed to dead and his parents desperately have to cover up what they think is maybe his murder. It's very reminiscent. And it's, they blame some Puerto Rican guy. And we meet all the people who their lives have been ruined by some Puerto Rican guy, including O.J. Simpson. It's very um, reminiscent of every crime novel or just, well, a fake explanation ever where you, where you say, oh, it wasn't me. It was um, that other guy. Some dark-haired, pale-looking kid, very nondescript, who walked up to the house. When he had, again, he had, he had clearly been close enough to that he should have noticed that Tom looked exactly like the murder victim. So much so that he could, uh, that at a distance, Morphin Gaunt mistook him for Tom Sr. So I have questions for Mr. Price, suffice to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we then go on to the fact that when Riddle arrives in the Gaunt shack, it is, he looks around himself with an air of disappointment. He confirms in conversation with Morphin Gaunt that you are Morphin Gaunt, like you are my uncle. He is there to find out, like, and he learns during that conversation about the riddles. The way that conversation is written, it does not in any way come across as Tom having known in advance about his father, that his father lived just across, his, across the hill. He was not aware prior to this. Which means that in order for him to have killed the, uh, his father, it has to have been an impulse decision. That's possible. It's not impossible. We're not in this video going uh, um, episode going to rule out that Tom killed his father. We're just going to posit that it's likely, very possible, he didn't. There is the matter of the trace, which uh, prior to Half-Blood Prince and this particular conversation with Dumbledore, Harry and we all believed, as well as pureblood children in canon, that the trace knows who is performing, like which minor is performing magic. At every other point, that is how it's described. But during that conversation with Dumbledore, we learn that no, no, the trace is only an alarm that goes off if someone, if there is magic used in the household of someone minor who is also muggle-born. Like it's a very Interesting rewrite of the rules, but one that would then explain how Tom was able to do magic outside of school as a minor. And the problem that immediately comes up to me is how would he know this? And how would this man, who is so concerned with being careful, not only know this, but be so certain in his knowledge that he is willing to risk expulsion and use the very curse that will give him a life sentence in Azkaban, thrice over, when he could wait a few months or he could kill his father the muggle way or just any other way that does not mean a life sentence and his life ruined. As an example, remember that Tom could, if he, if he was going to risk magic and not the killing curse, he could light the house on fire or he could do so the muggle way in the middle of the night. 
He could operate in, shoot them, operate out. Nobody, if the trace box is described, then he could operate just from some place that's not the orphanage or whatever he was evacuated to, because I doubt he was still in the orphanage during the 1940s in the, <laughs> during a certain war, which did not uh, go um, go very well for the children in London. Uh, and weirdly made no appearance in the Harry Potter novels. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Probably a lack of discussion of World War II. But anyway, um, point being, this would be a very strange way for Tom to commit the murder and takes Mm -hmm. a very large risk on himself, which we see he absolutely does not want to take. And it could have been a, a crime of passion. He just does it. And then he only thinks to use Morphin's wand instead of his own. And that's the only thing he thinks about. And then he's surrounded by dead bodies. But then, it's looking unlikely. And then you also have to factor in that he is able to create a memory in Morphin's skunt of Morphin committing these murders that is so convincing that the orders are completely fooled. Nobody thinks to question it. And remember also with the trace, from what we saw of Harry, the way it's described, he expects the cops to show up immediately when he does this. And he, you know, when he blows up his aunt, he panics and leaves because he expects them to ar- to expel him and arrest him right there. That is the world Tom has grown up with. And it's unlikely, even if he's talking to other people, you know, these are such, we don't see these incidents happen often from what we see in canon. Harry got in more trouble than most people do. So he wouldn't know that that's not the case. And if he thinks the wand would just immediately alerts the orders, he will expect them to show up. He will not have time to fake the memory. And he, well, even if he did have someone tell him that this is completely legit, Tom, you can totally use magic. He has to have a lot of trust in that person. Right? That person to not be lying, to not be wrong, to that the rules are not covering that in some way in order to risk his entire life. We also, if you contrast all of this to Morphine Gaunt, who we know is very violent, had a history of tormenting specifically the Riddle Muggles because of their connection with Merope, who on this day finds out that when the sister ran away, she had a kid with one of them. And now that Muggle who had that kid is living just a few, just walking distance away, I think it's incredibly plausible that Morphin Gaunt just snapped and decided to kill them. That happens all the time out in the real world. It's called honor killings. And it also explains the Obliviate. Because if Tom is, if you, you, know, you know, he's so good that he can rewrite your memory so you think you have committed murders. But somehow the old memory is still under there. And I don't think that's how the human brain works, even if. Harry Potter has some very interesting thoughts on how memories in general work that I think every psychologist would disagree with. Morphin Gaunt obliviating himself having for the, the memory of killing the, mug, uh, the muggles being completely stoned, and then he obliviates from himself the knowledge that his sister and family line was tarnished in this way, so he doesn't have to know about Tom Riddle's existence. That's just peachy. I mean, he was reported to be pleased with himself when the Aris arrived, like he had done it. He had fixed his sister's reputation and also now he didn't even know. For a lunatic who is living in a shack in the woods has nothing left to live for, 
No, but it's a it's an unlivable, condemnable house. Oh, I know. He he lives a miserable life, and then he. It's uh, generally he... a rise in his living standards when he gets to ask about. Holy shit! I have a roof now. <laughs> Look at me! I have four walls. <laughs> so to get back to what we say stated, we do know. Tom easily confesses to this. The thing is, in every instance Tom says this, he absolutely has reason to lie. He is not someone who's running on a platform of, I really care about muggle life. And also, my muggle background is nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, so he has to justify being half-blood. And he has to reveal that he's half-blood by the Goblet of Fire because he has to resurrect himself with his father's bones in a muggle graveyard with the last name Riddle. Mm-hmm. Already, Barty and Peter know that news is going to spread, whether he liked it or not. Probably it's spread not already. Not to mention that probably already had spread. Lucius has the diary of a Tom M. Riddle. Who who the hell is that? And you have, all, you know, from his time in Hogwarts, there were tons of people who are the parents or aunts and uncles of his present-day Death Eaters. So the point is, he has this pesky muggle background he has to explain or justify. And the easy justification to these kinds of people is that he murdered them all. Mm -hmm. He killed all of them. He wiped his ancestral street clean. He got rid of the stain on his honor and his family, avenged his mother, and rah, well done, Tom. It's, uh, it's very like Jesse Pinkman's adventures with the ATM machine, where Morgan Gunn's <laughs> over there with the ATM machine, crushes the entire Riddle family underneath it. Tom's standing there, and he chooses to let people believe that he pushed over the ATM machine. <laughs> it's simply the wise PR move. The difference is that there's no uh, Saul Goodman to say, oh no, that was the meth head lady. <laughs> So with that, it's not impossible that Tom did it. It's it's like with Hepsibus Smith. Could be he did it. It's just that it it would be very stupid, very strange way for him to do it. Um, if he is going to murder them, then I frankly would much rather believe in him, you know, going home that day and then returning later with a fully foreign plan. One that does not involve uh using the killing curse while he's a minor. Not to mention that Morphin absolutely has extreme motive to do it and to do it at that moment as a crime of passion after he has just learned that 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 muggle over there impregnated his sister and now the line is tainted. By all accounts, Tom overpowered him. What we see is that Morphin lunches at Tom and that's where the memory sort of uh, fades out, implying Morphin lost consciousness about that time. So I'm imagining... Tom would have overpowered him and uh, taken the ring and left. And Morphine is waking up in his hovel. No ring. Merp got the locket. She also got the goddamn half-blood kid. What the hell is this? <laughs> it's, the man, uh, uh, you know, he was, that ring was the one last thing he had going for him. That and the lineage. Now, you know, one is gone, the other is tainted. It's the end of a very artistic Russian novel about poverty and alcoholism. That is the end of Morphin Gaunt's story. Uh And you have uh, Voldemort um, a few decades later, you know, looking back at the family tree, got to justify it somehow, and wait a minute. My uncle did murder um, my father. What a windfall. 
And you can just, you know, if, if anybody does the research and is able to track down that, actually, it was your uncle that went to prison, he can just say, oh, yes, my darling Uncle Morphin. Yeah, yeah I broke him out of Azkaban. He died in Rio. Yes. <laughs> he died yeah. in Rio. That, too, is the end of a Russian novel in the afterwards, where <laughs> after our protagonist is long dead in the gutter of, of syphilis, <laughs> after having murdered his neighbors, who are richer than he is, mm-hmm. uh, his... Somehow better off acquaintance slash friend claims his handiwork for his own ridiculous campaign. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we forget to talk about it, there is the matter of Dumbledore. So Who, we talk about it. Yeah. He is, during the pensive lessons, building towards Harry, you need to kill yourself in order to destroy Tom Riddle. He, we also have our own thoughts on Dumbledore's own state of mind regarding Tom Riddle. He doesn't seem able to regard Tom objectively at all from the moment Tom is even 11. It's, there is um, an uncharitability in how he reads Tom's every action and every motive that not only is bizarre and frankly unwarranted based on what we see in the memories and what Dumbledore himself describes, but also his own, frankly, very real agenda in those meetings. That he was never going to give Harry a fair version of Tom's uh, life. He was never going to give the, yes, he might have murdered him, but I am going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, maybe he didn't. But the, the thing is, with, um, Dumbledore, that he is probably worth an episode of his own. So in order to cut it short, um, I think maybe we can leave it at that, Muffin. Yeah, I, I think we have to. I think we have covered the. He has his reasons to pick the memories he does, which the ones he picks are bizarre for what he wants. But okay, Dumbledore, mm-hmm. and he has a very good reason to present them the way he does. And even barring all that, there's an episode on Dumbledore to happen because the man is insane. He really is. Can of worms, that man. And this is coming from someone, a um, fun story from my high school experience. Uh, once um, there was this one kid who held a presentation about his favorite topic, which was Dumbledore was totally evil, guys. And mostly because it was contrary and also because I had not, well, I just thought, oh, another edgelord. So I fiercely defended Dumbledore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel in retrospect? I owe him an apology. <laughs> Because that's the thing. I I was not always like this. I used to, you know, think that if you are so super suspicious of Dumbledore and assigning him all kinds of manipulative motives, then, you know, you got to relax. You know, consider the man was in a difficult position. He had a war to win, blah, 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 blah. What was the man supposed to do? And I come around completely the other way. He actively made it worse for everyone involved. And, well... Also, just doesn't seem to like kids. That's putting it mildly and lightly and not getting into a whole... I don't know why he chose to work with children. He seems to really hate them. Power. (laughs) Anyway, this is not the Dumbledore episode. We're going to stop here. Yes, we are. All Um, right, so let's go into the devil's advocate. If If Tom did it, how did he do it? I thought we already sort of did the Tom's advocate in that, uh, or the devil's advocate in that I tried to be the devil's advocate and cut myself a few off a few sentences in. Because <laughs> it's about where we what get has to, to happen here is that Tom 
goes to see Morphin Gaunt, finds out, oh my god, my father is right over that hill. Okay, I'm gonna kill him. And to that end, he overpowers Morphin, steals his ring, which, by the way, ties him to the crime scene, takes his wand, goes to the Riddle um, Manor, kills them all, runs back, gives back the wand. back! No boy has sprinted as fast as Tom Riddle. <laughs> And somehow, that's also another interesting thing. Nobody sees him. You would think on the day of the murder, people would have noticed the fact that there was a Tom Riddle 2.0 walking around because they were identical. That in, in a small English village, that would be the height of gossip. And it was, it was the middle of the day. You know, and Frank was able to see him walking up the garden. Why did nobody else see Tom walking from one end of the end of the village to another, yeah, I, I, I just uh, there's a total lack of witnesses able to place Tom having gone to and fro when his appearance would have garnered notice. That has me dubious. You could say he disillusioned himself, of course, but uh, then why is Frank seeing a, Frank, a, a young man walking up to the house? Make it make sense. But anyway, he uh, returns and is able to flawlessly install the memories of a tribal homicide in an adult's mind and then he toddles off to the orphanage having been so certain of the trace working the way it does that he risked spending the rest of his life in Azkaban. Yeah and added to this is that the memory Dumbledore shows us is weird. It is just this first meeting with Morphin. It is extremely short. They barely get two words into each other and then it's cut off. There is nothing else. There is no hint of any plan or a second meeting where he installs the memory. And the thing is, Dumbledore is doing his best to convince Harry that this is what happened. And this is the only memory he has to show for it, which shows nothing at all. It's possible, but I'm highly doubtful. And looking back at it, I don't think he did it. I don't either. (laughs) But... If it makes listeners feel better, he definitely killed Charity Burbage. And he probably killed James and Lily Potter. That one seems likely. You know, we don't have any witnesses who were there aside from a baby. And Tom's own recollection that we see in Deathly Hallows. Um, yeah, that, that too. But, yeah, we uh, have that. But um, the thing is, I'm willing to even question that one because it seems oh, to me no. like a kind of reconstructed memory. It's <laughs> no! We'll have to be, we're currently doing a reread. Anyone wanting to join our Discord server and f- f- follow on the Deathly Hallows reread is welcome to, to do so. We'll eventually get to that memory and we'll see what we think. Yeah, we'll see what we think. But yeah. point being, he killed somebody. We're not saying he the man killed no people ever. It's just that he doesn't seem to be killing these people. Nope, really doesn't. Yeah, revisiting Harry Potter as an adult is a fun pastime, is what I think I'll say. <laughs> Lord Voldemort actually did nothing wrong. And I'm actually wrong. making a podcast episode about it. Oh, I don't want to say that because that's not true. It's just he did less wrong. He did less wrong, and all the things <laughs> we keep pointing out he did wrong. I'm not sure he did them. <laughs> Can we point out other things he did? I will feel better if we do. Well. He created a Horcrux, and that Horcrux definitely, the, the, the diary Horcrux. We also have our doubts about some of those other Horcruxes actually being Horcruxes. 
Uh, but that's for another episode. And you and Muffin, I think we're going to end this episode. Yeah, I think we're done. Yeah, yeah, I think we gotta go. Run. Uh, Run. Yeah. No, wait, kill someone with Targum so that someone gets murdered by the correct people. Yeah. Um, today's murder victim is Strange Harbor, a.k.a. Ah! Malum. That's <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Well, at least you know who you were murdered by. And yeah. it, Tom Riddle didn't kill you either, but that's okay. But you have that in common with a lot of people, as it turns out. Yeah, but a lot of people, <laughs> it turns out, have not been killed by Tom Riddle. <laughs> we have Dumbledore murdering somebody we didn't think he murdered, and Tom Riddle not murdering now four people he thought we thought he murdered. We are clearing Tom Riddle's name one person at, at a time. time. <laughs> oh, I'll also say, um, no, no, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to go go there. We're let, let us just leave. And in I case you don't see it. each other again, dear reader, um, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.